Hi, and welcome to SMU Financial Literacy's podcast, Pony Finance 101, where we break down complicated money matters for you. My name is Elizabeth Guevara. I'm a senior at SMU and work as a peer mentor for SMU Financial Literacy. Today, we have Professor Troy Forte to talk with us about the practicalities of money management. Learning about budgets, savings, credit, and so many other financial topics is a daunting task, one that many college students don't have the time or effort for. We talked about the specifics of money management and how students can get started. So your course is money management. Can we start with what is money management and what does it include? So money management is just the ability of managing your personal finances, which includes um, understanding how to budget your money, uh, understanding how to invest your money, as well as save your money, and then just being able to set goals for yourself to be able to set your future self up for success. Uh, We all want to be comfortable and financially secure, so being able to set those goals and understand you know, what you need to do to be able to reach those goals in your future. So we all know that setting ourselves up for the future is really important, but why is it important to start young in in college? If you're able to start young, you're able to avoid um, bad habits that a lot of people um, tend to have when it comes to spending money and not understanding how to save money. Um, If you start young, you have a a larger runway um, to be able to save and compound your money over time if you start investing early and saving early. Um, And again, just the bad habits that we have um, can be pretty crucial when we start working because we don't typically make a lot of money once you get out of college unless you you have specific jobs that would pay well. And things add up when you start to adult. So just kind of getting out of bad habits um, early is very, very crucial. So what are the first few steps that a student should take to start managing their money? So once you obviously start earning an income and have some money coming in, Um, just really figuring out what your expenses are, um, figuring out what type of budget you would like to use and follow. Um, There are all types of different budgets that you can use, but, you know, you picking one that is, you know, best suited for you. So I teach about four different budget styles in my class and and show the pros and cons of all of them. But um, a 50-30-20 budget is a good starter budget that I teach, you know, 50% for your expenses, 30% for your wants, and 20% for your savings and uh, debt repayment. Um, 70, 20, 10 is another one, 70% for your needs and wants, 20% for saving and debt repayment, and 10% for investing. So just understanding the type of budget that really suits you, and then selecting a tool like an app or a pencil and paper or Excel um, template to actually record those expenses and start to categorize um, your monthly expenses and putting your money in the right place. So how would you say is the best way for someone to figure out which one of those budgets is best for them? Uh, figuring out what your expenses are. Um, so, for instance, the 50-30-20, if a college student typically doesn't have a ton of expenses, so 50% of their monthly income, um, that might be best suited for them. But if you do have a lot of expenses and it 50% wouldn't cover that, then that's when you would kind of cross that budget out and move to the next one, either whether you created a hybrid budget or maybe you go to the 70-20-10. Um, there's a zero-based budgeting. There's a lot of different types of budgeting um, techniques. So just trying to tailor the one that fits your lifestyle the best. So most of those um, budgets, they involve a savings account. So mm-hmm. can you explain some of that, how someone would get started with that, where they should go, what kind of savings account they should look for? Just all these big questions. Okay, so I mean... Picking a bank um, 
for one, you're going to go with convenience, right? What's convenient for you to be able to you know, go into a bank. Um, a lot of people use online banks as well, but just being able to go in and actually talk to, to someone physically, um, seeing what type of um, promotions they may have, right? You open a checkings account, they may um, provide you with some, some cash just to start your checking account, seeing what type of interest that you can earn on your savings account, which would um, be beneficial for you as well. And I always teach to have a separate emergency savings account where you can gain um, high interest um, separately from that bank so that you don't um, have the tendency to kind of pull from that emergency savings for something that you might just want. Um, so those are all um, good things that you should look for. So this is kind of a really broad topic, but how would someone, like let's say me, I have a credit card with my parents, but mm -hmm. I don't have one of my own. So how would someone like me go about starting that credit card? So you should look to see, well, have you, you already started building credit? Yes. Okay, so with, with your credit score, you should look to see what type of um, credit cards are available for you. Um, the interest is one thing that you definitely want to pay attention to. Um, that's the quick way for young students to add up consumer debt by, you know, we love to charge our car for things that we want, but the interest can be um, something that will hurt you in the long run. So seeing what best credit cards and offer you the best interest rates, you know, some have 0% you know, for a certain amount of time. I mean, you can use that to start building your credit and then look at the cashback rewards um, that they offer or um, the points that you can earn and figure out what best suits you. Um, as a student. But what you don't want is to have multiple cards because that can be um, tough to be disciplined because, um, again, you don't want to rack up too much credit card debt. And then you also do not want to have a large um, credit line, like line of credit, because, again, that, is, that can be tough to deal with as well. So just trying to stay disciplined and use it as a tool to build your, continue to build your credit. So how about for students that either don't have a credit score or have a really bad credit score? Where would you say they should go from there? Again, I would I would look to, they have some student credit cards that are um, available for you uh, where you have 0% APR for like six months and then you can start using it and just having minimal payments um, of things that you might use for gas or groceries and paying off those, those items um, at the end of every month so that you can start to slowly build your credit over time and not um, holding on to too much debt um, on those credit cards because, again, once that interest starts to kick in, um, it can be uh, pretty damaging, you know, for your, your finances as well as um, pull your credit score down. So finding a, a credit card that has very low interest for you and, um, and going from there. So what would you say are the main things that prevent students from managing their money well? Uh, one of the things would be just that proper education on like financial literacy. Um, some students just haven't, you know, had a course in it yet or they may not have had that talk with um an adult in their life, um, it, just, it just hasn't happened yet. So um, you can kind of fall into some bad habits um, due to just life, right? So peer pressure is one of the biggest things I would say students struggle with, with spending money. You know, a friend asks them to go out to eat or go out to a party or everybody's going to the concert and things like that. And if you see that your money isn't where it should be, just being able to have the discipline to say, you know, I, don't, I can't do it this time, you know, maybe next time or, um, just making sure you budget your money in a certain way that you have money set aside for the things that you want to do, but making sure you take care of your savings and your expenses um, in that process. Um, another thing would be, like I said, learning how to budget your money so that you can set yourself up 
um, to be successful in, in managing your money, but that just comes with the education form of it. Okay, so what if a student doesn't have those sort of parental or people that can help them with their finances? Where would you say they should go? Um, YouTube would be a good place to start. Um, they have a lot of, of different money management um, videos that they can learn from in regards to budgeting and, and how to properly save money. Um, I mean, it's always ways to educate yourself um, using the internet, but if you can take a course, a uh, course would be definitely very beneficial for you um, in your future so that you can kind of get used to some of these money saving um, habits and, and being able to budget your money over time. So you work a lot with athletes about their personal brand. Mm -hmm. So not only just athletes, but just a regular person, how would you say someone can kind of advocate for themselves and sort of create a brand of their own to kind of, you know, put themselves forward within their finances and their jobs? I'm just starting to figure out, you know, where are your strengths, right? What makes you unique? What makes you stand out, right? When you get ready to graduate from SMU and you want to go look for a job, it's going to be very competitive. Um, you're going to be um, dealing with thousands of applicants sometimes, right? So obviously having SMU on your resume is, is a, a great way to set yourself apart, but you want to continue to also put yourself out there so that you can um, be one of the top candidates for that job. So understanding which, where your strengths are and putting yourself in position, networking, and using platforms like LinkedIn to kind of put yourself in the mix and show that you are um, a strong person for the job that you're looking for. All right, show some of the things that you can do in your talents. Um, social media is a big way to do that these days. So just making sure that you put yourself in position to just show how bright of a star you really are. Awesome. So one final thing that we ask everyone is what's their favorite financial literacy podcast? And it sounds like you listen to some YouTubers as well. So is there anyone specifically that you could recommend? Hmm, you just put me on the spot. Um, I actually like um, Dave Ramsey, honestly. Dave Ramsey gives some very good um, advice. He's, uh, he's very straightforward, but um, he, he definitely will keep you out of debt and, and make sure that you don't um, spend too much on things that you just want. Um, we use some of his tactics um, in our class, and I, I definitely think that's somebody that you can, you can learn from. So is there anything else that you'd like to say or anything else that you think we missed that you'd want other people to know? Um, just actually just being interested in money management. That's the first step, right? Just putting yourself in position to actually learn and, and implement some of these, these uh, tactics and just start, start young, right? Don't be afraid to invest in yourself and think about your future. A lot of times when I talk to students about saving for retirement and things like that, it just seems so far away, right? And just, you know, live your life, but also don't be afraid to slow down and, and put some money away for your future because you will thank yourself later. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. And thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. As always, SMU Financial Literacy is here to help you. Email us at financialliteracy at smu.edu with any questions and follow our Instagram at smufinancialliteracy. Pony up. This podcast is a resource for students in regard to personal financial management, 
including budgeting and saving techniques, incurring and managing debt, and in general dealing with their personal resources. The presenter of this podcast and those leading the interviews are not certified financial planners, licensed as financial advisors, or experts in the field of financial aid. However, guests interviewed may include professors, financial advisors, or others with expertise in the area which are covered by the podcast. Each individual that listens to this podcast should consider that the information presented is not financial or investment advice, is general in nature, and is not specific to the facts of any individual.